So here we are, episode six, with a new name. Uh, I'm Ben McVie. That's Chris Brown over there. It is now Black Sheep Radio. Black Sheep Radio. So let's get the handles out there, first of all. Uh, the Facebook page, uh, we're probably still on Ben and Chris as we're recording, uh, but Black Sheep Radio, you're you're the you're the expert. You're going to make that sort of transition? Yeah, that, the Facebook page, is nothing's going to change there for the people that are already liking it. Okay. Um, so it's just going to, I mean... They might be used to seeing Ben and Chris show or whatever, sure. but now instead they'll see Black Sheep Radio, and we we got like a really cool um, new image, like a like a Facebook logo. image, a new logo and a stuff. Logo. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, <laughs> big, it blows my mind. Big things, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, okay, man. So, so it's really cool. So, um, so we we actually sourced. Um, we did a kind of a little bit of research, a lot of a lot of thinking going into this name, and and one of the things that stuck out to us when we were thinking about it was was kind of this particular definition of black sheep radio. So I thought it'd be fun to just kind of go into it. Fire away. Um, a black sheep is a person who has a strong inclination towards a different path to their socially acceptable family that leads them to switching wool cloaks. Not only must you have strong beliefs or inclinations, it must be physically obvious that it is so. I think that fits us. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. There's this whole image to me of just, yeah, it's, it, to me, it's, it's someone who's going to do something a little bit different. And, uh, I've always been sort of the white sheep type who is sort of bowed to convention. Uh, and I don't want to do that anymore. And I, you don't strike me as the type of person who's ever wanted to do that. And I, I think we found a home here and I think it's a perfect name, uh, yeah. What do you think? I really like it. Um, I think it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of potential there. I, th I think it, it definitely kind of captures what we're going for. Um, and right. not, not from like an edginess perspective. Like I don't want to make it seem like it's this big thing where it's like, no, we're not because we tossed around, you know, like rebel radio and all that sort of shit. And I'm not a rebel or anything like that. I just like to do things a little bit differently. You know? Yeah, and we're definitely going to be trying to do things a little bit differently with the show too. Trying, but not trying too hard. No, yeah. Right, because it kind of goes back to what I was saying. I'd rather be a person than a persona. And I don't want us to personify, uh, you know, trying to be different or be edgy or anything like that, because we're really, <laughs> let's be honest with each other, neither one of us are particularly edgy people. No, definitely, no. definitely not. I think that, though, um, I think everybody has like these, these black sheep characteristics of sure. about themselves. And, sure. and I think that's really just what makes people interesting. Sure. And a lot of people bury those things and, and I don't want to do that anymore. And I don't think you do either. So that's the name we came up with, by the way, uh, Twitter and what Instagram? Twitter and in so Twitter and Instagram, um, are, they're, they're both the same. It's going to be radio underscore sheep. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, we're, it, they're a little bit vacant as far as content goes right now, because we're really just focusing so much just on getting Facebook started. Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, if, if you want to, if you want to go on a preemptive follow there, I, I feel like, um, we'll probably be sharing a lot of images on Instagram as well. And, um, maybe right. some story stuff and, and then Twitter would be, is typically a way for us to like you know, live tweet stuff as we're experiencing them. So sure. for example, like if we're going to be watching Game of Thrones or something and, and, you, <laughs> and you, you know, you, you we're going to be on that and, and tweeting on that. Watching and the hockey game, having an ice cream, whatever the fuck it may be, is, is just, sure, let's, let's, let's sort of share that. And that kind of, for me anyway, uh, goes into that sort of black sheep because this is, uh, this is just a different experience for me from what I'm used to after 20 years of doing a, friggin' radio show on conventional FM radio where there are a lot more rules to follow and everything else. And, and now 
I get to do uh, what I want to do with uh, with a dude who gets to do what he wants to do, and I enjoy doing that with. So yeah, it's it's really it's a really cool opportunity for yeah. both of us. It's really nice to see people responding and, and having a lot of fun with it as well. I mean, yeah. I don't know that anyone uh, either of us really expected that. Right. You don't want to expect those things because no. you know you, you, I feel like you kind of set yourself up for disappointment, and a lot of times when you expect things to take off or whatever, but I think there is a an inherent danger in calling yourself a black sheep and expecting to get um expecting that label to carry you through or expecting or 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 capitalizing exploiting the label Mm. of a black sheep which conveniently leads us to the weekly three Mm. which is uh, the second time we're doing this it's just three things from the past week since the last podcast that stand out and uh, somebody had suggested to us last week through social media that we talk about doug ford yeah teresa doug ford is uh, teresa yeah teresa no it's cool yeah Yeah. Uh, doug ford is somebody who i think is sort of capitalized on that sort of black sheep i'm not a politician uh, you know, uh, I'm a little bit different and uh, has has exploited that to the point where not really a black sheep. Yeah, it's to me it's, the same old politician. I got to be honest with you. Same old, same old. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would definitely have to agree with you on that one. His his campaign leading into the election was certainly certainly different. Built on that. And it and, was built on. I'm different. I'm not your typical guy. Call me Doug. Do you hear he gives out his cell phone number to people? Yeah, that's his his brother did that too. Yeah, um, I got to be honest with you, I don't buy it. What don't what don't you buy? Do you not? I think just that think he it's a gimmick. It? I just, well, it's I definitely think it's a gimmick. gimmick. Yeah, it's definitely a gimmick. I don't see it as genuine. I it, like. It, I mean, we live in a province of what 12, 13 million people. There's a lot of people in Ontario, right? So this guy's passing out business cards. Yeah, call me, call me, call me. He's not calling everybody, Mm-mm. right? Mm-hmm. But when he does, everybody makes a big deal. Oh, no premier has ever called. He doesn't really give a shit as far as I'm concerned. He's just making phone calls so that people will say, oh, God, it was 1130 at night and the premier called me. Mm. He doesn't give a rat's ass what you have to say. What if, 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 the, if, if Doug Ford called you, mm. what would you say to him? No speak English. (laughs) (laughs) I have to be honest with you. That would probably be my answer. Yeah. No hable espanol. uh, No hable anglais. He was on Fox, uh, on a Fox News program this morning. And the host, of course, we know Fox News is sort of a right conservative leaning network. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. (laughs) More than safe. And uh, the host, uh, uh, Varney is the guy's last name. It's some sort of business report. Anyway, and the host referred to him as Trumpian. Do you want, do we have the, do you want to play the clip? Yeah, we can definitely play the clip. I think it would sound cool for sure. And and there's probably not a lot of people that kind of that, I don't, I don't know how many people that are listening to the show where that kind of popped up on their news feed. So it might be interesting. So it's April 30th. This was on Fox News this morning. More proof that President Trump's jobs, jobs, jobs mentality is making real waves. Our friends to the north, Ontario, Canada, taking a, seems like taking a page out of the Trump playbook. Premier Doug Ford is with us. Sir, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me on, what, sir. What's the correct form of his address, Mr. Premier? Well, you can call me Doug. <laughs> okay, Doug. <laughs> so, you say you're open for business. Yeah. You're cutting red tape. That's right. You're cutting taxes on business. That's correct. That's Trumpian. Yeah, so so he he refers to um, 
Doug as jobs, 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 cutting taxes, putting money in people's pockets. I'm a man of the people, that sort of thing. It's a sort of a populist, and in Trump's case, populist nationalist thing that I just don't buy into. Here is without over. I don't want to talk over you, but. And you voted for Doug Ford. Though. I did, yeah. You did? Yeah, I did. I didn't feel great about it even when I was doing it, and I definitely don't feel great about it now. But I don't want to ride your point. We'll get to that. Uh, no, I, here's my point. is 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 we, we talked about this last week as we wrapped up episode five. I'm starting to think that you can't trust where you get information from. These are very scary times to me because you have um, a U.S. president. You also have an Ontario premier who are attacking the media and the media is, is being baited. And I feel as though um, we are an electorate that is voting on raw emotion as opposed to information. And we are voting on, uh, we're being baited into I'm right, you're wrong. And, and polarization is just, it is the most evil thing in politics. And that's all we're, we're falling for. If you go on to look at that uh, interview a little bit further, listen to that interview that we just, we just played for you. It talks about, uh, Doug Ford talks about, well, now we have a conservative government uh, in Prince Edward Island and New Brunswick and Ontario and Quebec and Manitoba and Alberta, as though they're sort of riding this wave. And there's a lot of anti-Trudeau in that. And the left is no better. We are we have been left with arguing right and wrong, and there is no true centrist movement in politics. And I think that's a fucking shame. Yeah, it's a real shame because like I consider myself a centrist for sure. I don't I don't vote along party lines, and I never really have. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, you voted you voted. Doug Ford, yeah, I've, conservative I've, I've in this, this provincial election, but you voted in other ways before. Oh, all, yeah, I'm all over the map. Like I, I uh, when when Jack Layton was making that that infamous run to the federal, uh, he didn't he didn't win, but I, I voted for. Um, he went on a hell of a run. Yeah, it was cool. Um, for a man with a cane, he he ran pretty pretty far. You know, did you vote but, for Jack Layton the man though, or Jack Layton's policies? Both. Let me ask you that. Yeah, both. I I, I go straight. Well, I I like to think that I vote on policy. I, I, before every election, I read all of the different, uh, all of the policies, but I'm a very strategic voter. Mm -hmm. So, um, for example, uh, with the Doug Ford thing, like I said, I did vote for Doug Ford. I know that's kind of a taboo thing to say these days, but I, I, I think it bears a little bit of, uh, it's not taboo, man. You're the majority. Doug Ford won the election. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, for one, I, I live in, uh, Andrea Horvath's riding. So I essentially knew that my vote wasn't going to mean anything. It, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't going to swing one That's way. It's like or the voting other. liberal in Etobicoke. Yeah, you know your vote's going nowhere. Yeah. So I knew that, right. and and in knowing that, I'm like, okay, well, well, do I want to vote for Kathleen Wynne, which at that point I think everybody was 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 kind of sick of, or do I just vote for Doug Ford because, um, you know. A kind of a counter to that. And, and, and honestly, it's, it's it, a lot of people kind of roll their eyes at this, but, but one of the main reasons I did vote for Doug Ford was his, um, his strategy with the, um, the, the non-government controlled pot shops. Okay. Um, I, I was, I was looking. That was a big deal for you. It was a big deal for me. I think honestly, again, people will kind of roll their eyes at it, but there's billions of dollars at stake. And, and I didn't really feel comfortable handing all of that, that, in that revenue over directly to like a Kathleen Wynne government mm -hmm. because it's, it's just, they, they squander it and then, and then everything gets more expensive and there's no competition and there's nothing. 
So part of me kind of had to swallow the, um, just the, the, the shitty feeling I had writing, writing Doug or not Doug, but my constituent, um, on, on that, on that ballot. And, and part of it was because, you know, I'm like, you know what, long term. I think for this budding, like multi-billion nope, no dollar, yeah, yeah, bunny. <laughs> but this multi-billion-dollar industry, I'm like, you know what? I'd rather have some some of the, the the population get some of that money and not just like shitty minimum wage jobs that you, you get from over the counter getting a job with the government. You, you know, wrote your constituent about this? No, no, I mean wrote it on the ballot. On the ballot. Yeah, no, okay. I didn't, I didn't get that involved. Um, I, I would say I'm, I'm an active in politics, but I, I don't go to like town halls or do any of that stuff. And here's what makes me wonder, and you can call me a conspiracy guy and I am a bit of a conspiracy guy, but this is sort of, um, this is not, this goes beyond Doug Ford and Ontario politics and Donald Trump and American politics and Justin Trudeau and his predecessor, Stephen Harper. I, I, I think I'm starting to wonder if um, those who are elected to power are just trying to instill a sense of hopelessness in the electorate. I feel confused. I feel hopeless and helpless in that I cannot find an informed, unbiased way of looking at the world right now. And I think that's very troubling. Yeah, well, actually, um, so so much of, of that whole like, like Russian propaganda election campaign that, that was, was coming through like the internet. Um, what, what do they call it? The, the internet research agency, IRA out of yeah, the yeah, U S yeah. that, that Mueller was really into. Sure. That's, that's what the goal was. The goal was to, to essentially flood, flood the media with a bunch of fake news stories. And in essence, instill a sense of loss and delegitimize your individual vote. Well, delegitimize the media. Uh, for one, because, mm-hmm. you know, if, if half of the stuff you're reading online is fake, then how do you trust the other half? And then also like bombard people with these really hot button topics and make every conversation online super contentious right. to, the, to the point where you just don't want to engage with it anymore. I feel disenfranchised in that you can't try to intelligently express an opinion or a feeling about something without fear that you're offending somebody else yeah. because we're all being pitted against each other. I'm right. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm right. And so on and so forth. Yeah. And I, I can't stand it. But, and, and, and that's, it's that, that makes me feel disenfranchised. I feel like I need to walk away from the situation because I just don't want to be involved. Yeah. It's, you know? it's really, it's really a tough go for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like that's, that's just kind of the nature of what politics has become. It, it's no longer like a, like a, a, a conversation about how best to spend tax dollars. It's, it's a, it's a circus now. It's not effective at all. No. Watching the whole thing is like, I remember being in grade school and there'd be two dicks fighting over something stupid in the schoolyard and me walking away going, I don't want anything to do with that because it was just a smart thing to do at the time. But now we're being forced to walk away from this because it's just gotten so ridiculous. Politics is too grade eight dicks having a fight in the, in the schoolyard. And yeah. that's, that's all it's become. Well, I, the only thing I can say to that is, I mean, I just, I refuse to walk away from it. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, these people can act like children all they want, but I, I still get a vote and, and I still plan on using it every single and time I get you. an opportunity. Well, good for um, you. This yeah. is the first time I have not voted in a provincial election. I looked at this, I looked at the, at the bill and just went, I had nothing to pick from here. 
Yeah. Kathleen Wynne, failure. Andrea Horvath, her vote's going nowhere. Mm Kind of like her. Mm -hmm. Hamilton boy, but eh, she's not going to get anything done. Doug Ford, don't like him either. Yeah. So I didn't vote. Shame on me. No, no. I See, that's the thing is like, I just don't ever like, I think you're, you being given a vote. Um, is your opportunity to use it or not. And, and you can, you can do that, which with it, which you choose. One of the, one of the things that drives me the craziest about, um, just the dialogue surrounding voting is, is the people that say, oh, if you don't vote, you don't get to have a say, like you're not allowed to engage with the conversation at all because you didn't vote. And that fucking drives me crazy because that's really? not, it's not I, true. I'm on record saying this. If you don't vote, you relinquish your license to bitch. But that's, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know people, but it's not true though, because you can choose, like you chose not to vote and that's a choice just like voting is. So like you, you, if you're not happy with all those people, you so can let's tell say, that. Let's say, hypothetically speaking then, Chris, that we have this, uh, that we have an election mm-hmm. and everybody is so disenfranchised. And this, this is the, what I'm trying to get at. This is what scares me is that everybody is so disenfranchised that we just come down to a bunch of neo this and neo that. And whoever has the most on their side is who determines the fate of everybody else. Yeah. Right. Let's say everybody feels the way I felt in this past provincial election. Doesn't fucking matter. Fuck the whole thing. Walk away from it. And we're left with something that we really ultimately don't want. Something that is so um, that so many people embrace on one side of the spectrum in their opinions and their feelings of economic and social rights and blah, 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 all of that. Like somebody they really identify with. And then on the other side, you're left with a whole bunch of people who are radically opposed to this, can't stand it. And then you're left with a whole bunch of people in the middle who just want to plug their ears, hide in the corner and la, la, la. Yeah. Like listening to your parents fight when you're four years old. I just don't want to hear this anymore. I go hide in the closet and plug my ears. That's how I feel as a voter right now. Yeah, no, I think that's how, I, I think you kind of, I think you just described most people in this situation. I think there's a lot of people that, you know, even Doug Ford supporters that still support him today, which is a valid opinion. I mean, everybody's sure. entitled to their opinion. opinion is valid. But, but a lot of, I know a lot of those people that voted for Doug Ford and still support him um, based on the decisions that he's made uh, moving forward currently. And they just don't feel... Um, they don't even feel comfortable talking it about it or it's, There's it's no just, healthy discourse. Yeah, no, the healthy discourse has been completely, um, blown up by social media and, um, uh, honestly, uh, like I think misleading and, 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 and incorrect information yeah. and a lack of education. I, I think, I think there's not enough people from a young age that are, that are taught that, that democracy is important. Right. And, and the current and, climate doesn't encourage anybody to learn anything more. It's no. just, eh, I'm no. hide in the corner. Yeah, no. So, I mean, we can go conspiracy theories all we want, but at the end of the day, I think, I think kind of what you just stated, what, whether the, whether um, people are blue or red or, or green or, or orange, I think they're all, everyone's feeling the exact same way, Yeah, you know? You get like any time nowadays, and and this is new because I, I've been talking about politics with my friends for a really long time. But nowadays, when politics comes up, you kind of get like a pit feeling in your stomach because you know it's not going to end well. Why is that? It's I, it's it's an interesting question. I, I don't really know. That's, um, that's, yeah, that's what I'm trying. Yeah, to get. we just, we sh- we really shouldn't be afraid to talk about where our tax dollars go. Um, we, we shouldn't we really be shouldn't afraid be. to debate with one another. Yeah. With, for the fear of getting into a fight, 
right? Like mm-hmm. there's there's so few people I know in my life right now who I can have a talk about politics with without it turning into a fucking argument. Yeah. And that's what politics is. And I can't stand it. Yeah. And that's why I feel disenfranchised and distanced from it. So we'll leave that there. Sure. Right? Yeah, that's that's a good way to end it. I mean, I'm definitely can't wait to hear what, what the people listening think about this. Sure. Um, and, yeah, let us know what you think. Does that, does that ring true? Like, are, are, it's not, you can, maybe you have an opinion, but just... Stating your opinion is just, it's a waste of time because all, you're not going to hear people say you're right. Yeah. All you're going to hear is people say you're fucking wrong. Yeah. Well, I do honestly, like, um, I, I value all like, and I I think you're the same way, Ben. Uh, I think like you value all these people's opinions and like, I, I really, especially if I disagree with somebody, I'm curious how they came to that opinion just because it's like, you know what, like everybody, I think everybody has um, has something to say and has valid logic behind all the decisions that they make. I know, I know a lot of people that don't really give a lot of other people credit, sure. but I'm genuinely curious as to how people come to certain decisions. And, and if you have an opinion on Doug Ford or, or Justin Trudeau or, or, um, politics any politics in general, in general or the state you know, of politics, yeah. whether you lean left or right, just the state of affairs and yeah. the state of healthy discourse, which is what we're having right now. Right. Yeah. So let us know on the, Black Sheep Radio? Yeah. BSR. BSR. Uh, let us know on the Black Sheep Radio Facebook page. Uh, the Twitter handle again is? Radio underscore sheep. Yep. And Instagram is radio underscore sheep as well. So we'll put that up on the Facebook page for sure. All right. Let's switch gears from something that's uh, yeah. pretty serious and, and contentious and everything else. Let's go to the movies. Yeah. So this might be a little contentious too. We'll see. But well, I doubt we'll it's see. a little bit more fun, you know. And I'm turning this, this over to you because you're the movie guy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I lead the way in movies like... You've not seen that. You've not seen that. Yeah, yeah. Seen that. So I did a little bit of homework today. I've got a couple I want to see, but you've got a list put together of things that you definitely want to see or things that stand out to you. Well, these are these are the movies. So what I want to do here is I've got a list of all the movies that are going to be coming out in the near future. And I really just want to like, I'm going to throw the movies out and, and maybe describe them if, if you've never heard of them or whatever. Um, and I kind of want you to hear if you would be interested in seeing this or not. And you can okay. say yes or no and elaborate, or you can just say yes, no, and move on or whatever. Okay. But I mean, if it's something that you're, if, if I say no, not interested, yeah, oh, yeah. you're going to say, why not? For sure. Right? Yeah. Because you, sure. you are. Because yeah. I want to know what you want to no, see. No, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So there's a lot of stuff here. So we're going to okay. start with uh, one of the ones that was mentioned on our Facebook page. First off is Child's Play, which is a remake of, you know, Chucky. This is the Chucky reboot. So the Chucky reboot is Child's Play. We had a comment on uh, one of our Facebook pages uh, from, uh, who was it, Mark Bradley, mm-hmm. and said the Chucky reboot. Definitely want to see this. Yeah. Okay. Are you, so, okay, so just a little bit of a preamble. So have you seen the original? No. So the original basically is like a convict is running away from the police. He gets like, runs away, he gets holed up into a... Um, a toy store right. and something happens where like his soul gets embodied transferred into, this, into, a, into, a, into Chucky a, a Chucky doll and then you know the story's there this one is actually the t- it's an it's a different spin um, so this one the Chucky doll is actually like an AI like artificially intelligent like robot <laughs> okay but this one like goes rogue and starts killing all these people and there's some really cool um, actors in it um I can't name them off the top of my head right now. I didn't write them down, but that's out June 21st. Like, right. would you be interested in seeing something like that? Do you like horror stuff? No. Okay. Yeah. I don't really want to see not, that either. Well, okay. I'm not going to say, okay. I'm going to say I am not a, a horror guy in the slasher mm-hmm. sense. So the Friday the 13th's 
the Nightmare on Elm Streets, all those sort of things. The, the, the horror films that I like watching are the ones where I go, shit, that is just this much believable. Like thriller, like thrillers, like psychological thrillers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm more yeah. into that kind of stuff. Yeah. How yeah. about you? Yeah, Chuck, I'm, the, I'm the same you're going to You're going to see Chucky or not? No, I won't go see that because there's okay. a lot of other stuff but that's coming out and I just don't have that much time to go see too many movies. But okay. um, yeah, I, I loved the original Chucky. I still can watch it and get a kick <laughs> really? out of it. It's so funny. Okay. It's so funny. That's the funny thing too is, yeah, like I these movies that I used to be terrified of watching when I was yeah. a kid, I watch now. For example, I've never seen Jaws. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I actually haven't seen Jaws either. Oh, God. I know. Man, that's why I love you. <laughs> um, so we got, okay, let's move. There's a lot ahead. here. Yeah, we, go. we won't have to go into all of them. Go fire it. So uh, another one that, that was on our Facebook page is yep. Rocket Man, which is the the Elton John biopic. Yes. A la the yes. Bohemian Rhapsody one. Yes. Yep. That looks cool, eh? Secret about me. Uh, when I was four years old, I didn't answer to the name Ben. I only answered to Elton. I was that Whoa. I was that big an Elton John fan. Whoa. That's a true story. I That's played cool. I played air piano on our coffee table. Mm. My mother will confirm this. I love Elton John. So do I. Yeah. So the next one we have is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the, the Quentin Tarantino movie coming out. Anything with Tarantino's name on it. Yeah. I'm going to see. I watched the trailer for this in preparation for talking about this. I watched the trailer for the first time today. First of all, Estrogen Fest. Leo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. I'm a straight man, but even I'm looking at that going, damn, those are fine looking men. I got to go see this movie. But it looks like a really fun movie to watch. Anything from Tarantino. I, Kill Bill wasn't really my bag, but his name was on it, so I went to see it. Anything Quentin Tarantino, I'll go see. And this looks like a really good movie. Oh, it, it looks, looks like a lot of fun. It looks unreal. Leo like, DiCaprio, do you have an actor where it started out early, you were like, eh don't really care for the guy but as has as his career went on you really grew to appreciate his talents because leo dicaprio for me is that guy i have really come to be a become a big fan of his that's a tough one think i'm kind of on the spot um, maybe we'll I'll toss think that about, up on the facebook page as well yeah for sure okay um i didn't think the question was going that way but that's that, okay yeah that's okay, well, okay. so that, you're working with me so <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of s turns in here buddy i'm sorry this, so that's that's coming out july 26 so we're okay. definitely looking forward to that um what else do we have here lion king the reboot <sighs> i will try it yeah, maybe July. I don't, I don't have little kids, okay, but so, I might just go try it for the hell of trying it because I love the original. So both Lion King and Aladdin reboots are coming out this year. So which Smith, one would you no, pick? Nope, nope, nope. Will Smith is my anti DiCaprio. Mm. I, I can't do Will Smith. He just bugs the shit out of me. I can't stand him. Yeah, I think that it's it's um, it's a sin to try to replace Robin Williams in anything and to right. reboot one of his characters is kind of absurd to me, but you know, what are you going to do? And to reboot it with Will Smith is an even bigger sin. Yeah. So like, that, that's getting the boot from us. For sure. Okay. Um, here's another one that you probably haven't heard of, but it's pretty cool. It's called Yesterday and it's coming out on June 28th. Oh, so so let me set this one up for you. Go ahead. Okay. So it's in England. There's this guy, he's a musician, mm -hmm. right? He gets into a car accident. He goes back and writes all the Beatles songs. Exactly. I saw the trailer for this like months ago. I'm going to see that. It looks fucking good. It looks really yeah. good. Dude, as soon as you mentioned the, yes, yes, that yeah. is a must. And I just remembered seeing the trailer for this 
months ago and I was with Amanda, my wife, and I went, I, I got to see that. Yeah. So that so just looks really good. Just to set it up for the listeners that if mm. they haven't, if they haven't heard about it or anything, cause I just kind of came across it a couple days ago when I was looking through this stuff. So yeah, he gets into a car accident right. as he gets into the car accident. There's like this crazy blackout that happens like right. across the entire world. He goes into like, I don't know if he goes into a coma or whatever. Anyways, he's in a hospital bed. He wakes up and he just goes about his life. And then one time he's, I think he's with his girlfriend or something sitting on the couch playing guitar and he plays yesterday by the Beatles and his girlfriend looks at him and she's like, what was that? What, what that was the beautiful that was thing the most, I've ever heard, which I mean, it's hard to disagree with that. That song is brilliant. But the idea is, is that everybody forgot that the Beatles existed except, except for, for this, this guy. guy. Yeah, exactly. So he, he's like, I have an interesting decision to make. And then he goes out to write all of rewrite and the take entire credit for Beatles catalog. Exactly. But he gets the credit for it. Yeah. yeah. What a neat concept. It's pretty interesting. It's yeah. The, yeah. See, those are films I like where conceptually it's like, shit, I would have never thought of that. It was making a cool story, but that's a cool idea. So that that's going to be out in June 28 on June 28th. And, um, it's actually written by the people that did love actually. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but it's one of the greatest, I think it's one of the greatest romantic comedies ever made. Okay. Um, brilliant. No, I haven't. Absolutely brilliant. You okay. should check it out. You and Amanda would love it. What else we got? Avengers is out already. Would do you see yourself seeing that? My brother-in-law went to see it. I'm not a superhero yeah, movie either. guy. No. Yeah, me either. No, but I mean, Disney just recorded record, record profits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I bet. My brother-in-law they, went to see the noon showing today, downtown Hamilton on a Tuesday and he bought his ticket three days ago and it was one of four tickets left in the Holy theater. Holy shit. Dude, huge. Holy shit. Huge. I'm not going to deny the power of Marvel Comics and Disney. I got to say, I love that landmark cinemas theater because they have, oh. they re, so re, they renovated it. I don't know if you've been in there since they renovated I have. it, but like the, the, the seats, they recline all the way and they yeah, kick, kick up. Yep. It's unreal. Yep. Um, okay, let's do. So you don't like. So as far as there's a lot of superhero movies coming out. There's tons. No, this seems to be the, the the summer of the reboot and the superhero. Okay. Would you agree? Yeah. Um. What about? Okay, we'll do one last one. Okay. John Wick three coming out in May seventeenth. Have you seen the other ones? Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah. No, I've not. You would love it. But I've heard it's really good. It's dope. Yeah. Okay. It's so good. What's it's, so good about it? It's the. It's the quintessential action movie. It, it's everything that you want from like an 80s style action movie, but it's not cheesy somehow. Okay. Yeah. So the first movie, what happens is like a bunch of gangsters kill his dog. That's, that's literally the story. That's the premise. Yeah. That's the sort of catalyst he, in the story. And he's so, so he's a retired hitman, Um, and he just buried his wife, his new wife and his wife like got him this dog. Okay. And it was like, he was like desperately in love with this girl. Um, and, and it was the only thing he had left of her. And they, and he, again, he like his wife died and he, he hung up his guns. And then what happened was like, he was like at the gas station or something. Some guys killed his dog or something. It's something like that. Okay. And he, he, um, he, he, he goes on to like one shot, kill the entire Russian mafia throughout the whole movie. It's, okay. it's so ridiculous, but it's amazing. I'm going to, uh, are we good on this? Yeah, we're good. Movies? Yeah, that's okay. good. Yeah. Because so I could accuse you of a topic number three on the weekly three, hmm. the statute of spoiler mm. game of Thrones. Uh, and by the way, uh, Argo Mike, one of our avid listeners uh, said, you guys are going to over talk game of Thrones. Are you? No, we're not. However, I will say that 
Game of Thrones was the, the biggest event of the week in terms of people who watch TV or just about anything, maybe outside of Avengers. That was the movie equivalent of Game of Thrones. And I'm just going to say, fucking awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. Riveting television. Yeah. Okay. My uh, and I, I don't want to get too much into the episode or analysis of because, mm-hmm. I mean, Christ, go on the Internet. People are talking about it on fan forums and Twitter. It's all over the place, right? Sure. My my question is, what is the statute of limitations on spoilers? How long before you can start talking in public or anywhere in the media? For example, uh, Jeff Raholman, who's a host on 680 News on Monday morning. They had him on. He's never watched the show. But they had him report on watching the show for the first time. And he had to be so careful with his words because they said, we don't want to ruin it for you. Right. So how long after a major event like Game of Thrones, episode three, season eight, how long before the Breaking Bad season series finale, how long after any finale or any monumental moment, how long do you have to wait before? I don't give a shit what if you haven't seen it or not. Most of us have. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so the morning after, not cool. Yeah, I think the rules change if you're on the radio. Like if you're on the radio and there's people listening all over the place, I think you kind of are obligated not to put spoilers out. The water cooler is the radio, dude. Sure. Seriously, if you go into a busy workplace and there's 20 people standing in the lunchroom. Okay. You can't just come out talking about Game of Thrones because chances are, I mean, Christ, 20 million people in the United States watch that show. That is a significant percentage of the population. Yeah. Millions of people watch a show. Yeah. So as you far can't as just going to the lunchroom next day, uh, the next day and go, holy shit. Did, did you see when? Well, and spit that out and not expect somebody to be like, fuck, well, I haven't seen it yet. See, this is ruined. This is the thing you said, like millions of people are watching this show. And if you care about the show and you're one of those people that didn't watch mm, it, that's that's your problem. That's your bad. Yeah. So like, I think it's up to and I'm not saying that I go out and spoil stuff because I definitely would feel like a dick if I if I spoiled something like that but also like I feel like it's the ob- it's it's on the person who hasn't seen it sure. to establish that they haven't seen it in conversation to establish that they haven't seen it before it gets that far. Like, so just maybe like, you should have like a hat or a t-shirt that says no spoilers, please. If it matters that much to you, then yes, absolutely. I, I just don't think it's fit. Like, like, you know what? Like, Oh, it can't be that important to you if you haven't seen it already. Uh, I, think- I don't know. I, I see. I maybe I differ a little bit. I think there's got to be a one day grace period. Well, one. So the day, show yeah. the show aired on Sunday night. For those people who maybe had, I don't know, a holiday dinner or the family was over or yeah, the kids were sick and they kept me up late. I'm gonna grant you one day. Mm-hmm. So the show aired on Sunday. Yeah. Today is Tuesday. By today, I should be. Okay to say, Sir Jorah dies. Yeah. At the very end, he dies. <laughs> the Night King is dead. Sorry if you haven't seen it and you're listening right now. And if you're listening right now, it's now what, Thursday or Friday? Yeah. Fuck so off. He's definitely you should. You, you, there's no way. If I'm the spoiler, you don't love the show. So, that okay. Much. So maybe, maybe I'm not doing a good enough job explaining this. So it's fine if you're upset that I spoil the show for you. Right. Like if, if, I've if seen friendships almost, but this is, this, this is the thing. This is the thing. Like if you, if I were to spoil the end of last week's game of Thrones episode for you on Monday, you can be upset all you want, but like, I don't really give a shit. 
maybe that's the best way. Cause if you didn't tell me already that you haven't seen it, like you can be mad and you can be upset that it got spoiled, See, but like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go on and even I, it doesn't mean like, I'm not going to feel all that shitty about it. If you didn't tell me, See, I beg to it. differ, Chris, I think within a 24 hour window, you owe it to somebody to say game of Thrones. Did you see it? Yet? I've done. I do that. I do that. You gotta do that. Yeah. And I mean, I, you, like, but like if, if you're, you're walking, waving all responsibility, if at least you say, did you see it? But like, let's say like I'm at the water cooler with a friend of mine. We're it's, it's Monday. We're fired up after the last episode and I'm talking and somebody walks by and hears right, something. And here's it, Is uh, that my responsibility? No. no then that's their, that. their, their, you're yeah. right. That's yeah. their problem. Or like on the internet, like if you go on the internet and you don't want to be spoiled, then don't go on the websites that you would expect to see stuff like that. And conversely on Tuesday, I, I expect to, if I know you're a Game of Thrones fan, even if you're not, whatever, I, I expect to be able to get off scot-free. Yeah. Fucking Night King's dead. Can you believe that? <gasps> I haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. That's your problem. I have two friends, Darren and Colleen, who used to work over at Fresh Radio. She was, it was, Sunday night was Breaking Bad, the series finale. Thursday, they're talking about it on the radio. He goes, and I can't believe Walter White died. She got pissed. Like, she was upset. Not like pissed, like it interrupted their friendship or she hated him. But she's like, oh. And I thought, nah. You know what? Four days later, your problem. And two things there. Definitely four days later, that's your problem. And if you didn't see that coming, that's your own damn fault, too. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't have been a big fan. What? Yeah. Like, no. But it's like, how did you not know that Walter White was going to die at the end of that? That's crazy to me. It's true. It's so like, what is he going to just walk off into the sunset? I guess they kind of did that. has lung with cancer and he's dealing with mobsters and selling meth. I guess they kind of did that with Dexter which everyone's furious about, but I have not seen Dexter. Yeah, it's okay. But long story short, yeah. so the, the, the showrunners weren't allowed to kill the character off because they wanted to leave the option for a spinoff open. <clears throat> so he, so Dexter, I haven't seen the whole thing, but I heard this cause it's like one of those jumping the shark moments that everyone talked about. Okay. Anyways. So he like, I think apparently he like ran away and became a lumberjack. That was the end. <laughs> oh, fuck. Can really? you believe it? Yeah. Became a lumberjack. Yeah, he legit became a lumberjack. It's the most absurd thing you could ever imagine. Yeah, that's weak. Yeah, it's a weekend. Maybe that's part of our weekly three some other time. Sure. Endings that you were truly disappointed in. Yeah. Like this show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So that's our weekly three. Mm -hmm. And by the way, this is now Black Sheep Radio. Black Sheep Radio. Right. I'm yeah. Ben McVie. That's Chris Brown. It's getting, uh, we're getting more and more used to it as it goes. It feels better every time I say it. It just feels more and more right. You know? We have a website coming to blacksheepradio.ca. Yeah, blacksheepradio.ca. On the Facebook page, Black Sheep Radio. Uh, Spotify, Black Spot Sheep Radio. Okay. Twitter. Twitter, radio underscore sheep. sheep. Right. Instagram, radio underscore sheep. Okay. Okay. Cool. So we're going to, again, we're going to post all this stuff on the Facebook page. We're still going to use the Facebook page as like our central hub right now. Right now. Yeah. It's just, I feel like that's where a lot of people really just want to, sure. and we're, we're really going to focus on that. I want to, I want to be really clear that we're, um, you know, that's mainly we're gonna where we're gonna have most of our conversations and where we're gonna interact and where we're gonna be the most active. Yep. Um, just because it's it's uh, that's where our our audience is and it seems like that's what really people want. So we're gonna build out from that. But yeah, you got your timer. Mm -hmm. Okay. What are we at right now? Forty four minutes. At forty four minutes. So we're probably gonna trim some of this down. Sure. As we always do. Mm -hmm. The part where we say sucker mother. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. We can beep, beep that out. <laughs> <laughs> I beeped it out last time. Did you? I, I don't know if you heard it, but I, okay. yeah, I, I, right. I waved the editing wand on that one. All right. So let's uh, let's take a few minutes then to fire out random thoughts and questions. Sure. Can I go first? Absolutely. All right. I want you to know that uh, this guy and I, uh, we've been we've known each other. Well, I suppose for now, six episodes, mm-hmm. uh, Chris and I have, have met in various incarnations in our previous radio careers, uh, at house parties of mine and everything else, but mm-hmm. we never spent much time together until now. Yeah. So part of the cool thing about this for me, I'm not going to speak for you. Uh, you can comment on this in your own part of the cool, uh, thing about this for me is I'm getting to sit here. I really enjoy working with you and we're getting to know each other and you're, li- you're listening to it as this process goes along. It, it's kind of cool yeah it is i'm just throwing that out there that this is an opportunity for me and i think an opportunity for you to just say fuck this and just do what we want to do and not be worried and it could be in six weeks i'm driving you absolutely batshit crazy (laughs) i don't no, i don't see that it could could, i'm just saying it could happen sure and this whole sort of wing and a prayer thing uh towards this this whole the whole concept I'm digging. Yeah, I love it. I, I think I think a lot of people really like it too. It's 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 a lot of fun and I'm really enjoying it. But it could be like I mean this this random question thing I think you're getting at it's a good opportunity for us to kind of get to know each other. Is that is that what you're thinking? Random question. Random question. When you finish in the bathroom, okay, and you're drying yourself off with a towel and you see that once you've left, first of all, do you leave the bathroom with the towel around you or do you hang the towel up? Depends on the level of dirtiness of the towel, or is it towel a one-use thing? Uh, I definitely not towel a one-use thing. I'll, like what I'll do is okay. I will. Um, I mean, most of my like bathroom prep I do in the bathroom. Like, do you know what I mean? Like shaving and stuff, and yeah. I'll just like have a towel. Okay. And then, um, okay, like, let me I'll walk out with the towel and then change and then come back and I put the towel like I'll hang it up. Okay. So that it dries off so that but I can let's use it. Let's say that towel, you've just, you know, you had a sweaty day, whatever, sure. and you've washed and it's like, no, this towel needs to go under the laundry. There's mm-hmm. no way I'm hanging this up and letting somebody else use it. Mm-hmm. So you're leaving the bathroom without a towel. It's a towelless bathroom. Sure. Do you replace the towel for the next person coming in? No. You asshole. <laughs> I'm sorry. You got to replace the towel. I live in a house of non-towel replacers. Yeah. I have two daughters. I have a brother-in-law. I have a wife who all live here. Nobody replaces the fucking towel. And it drives me crazy because there's nothing worse than getting into the shower and getting out and opening up the door and expecting to see a towel and there's no towel there. Yeah. Again, like, like I think that's on you. I'm in the minority. Apparently. I, I don't Most know if you say, are. Be a big boy and get your own goddamn. Yeah. Towel. Like I've just been burned so many times that way that I've just, I've been programmed to bring my own towel now. So I just grab my own towel and then I'll do that. You know, see, you've been burned many times that way because you've lived with assholes. From yeah. Studio. I've also lived, leave a towel. <laughs> I've also lived alone for a very long time as well. Okay. So I'm not like, I, I wouldn't like if I, I, I wouldn't have anybody to blame, but myself, if there's no towel, if you there. lived, let's say things work out with you and your lovely girlfriend, Brie, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. And you use the last square <laughs> on the toilet roll Yeah. and you don't replace it. Who's to blame here? Is it the fact that she sat down? Toilet without- paper is a different story. Oh, it's a different story. Toilet paper is a different story because it's there's way more at risk. Do you know what I mean? No. Yeah, there's way no, more I at don't. risk. Yeah, because like you, you like if you don't have toilet paper, 
like you, what do you, you have to do like the penguin walk to the fucking toilet paper oh, it's thing. The worst. That's way worse than being like walked to wet, the wet water walk. down towards the linen closet to get a towel. God, yeah. It, both are miserable. Yeah. I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is the if you use it, replace it. Yeah. If it's gone for Christ's sakes, just put a new one there. <laughs> toilet paper, your Keurig gets emptied. Put the fucking water back in. Leave it for the next guy is what I'm trying to get at. And I just, I, I don't understand. That's very, yeah, that's very responsible. Okay. So that's a random question. Random what you, question. What, what do you got? Hmm. Think about so, it for a no, second. I've got, I've got a question. It's We've a little bit more. We've got the magic edit button. We can always get rid of no, your I've, I've got it. I've got a question. Fire. Um, who, this is a little bit more, I wouldn't say, a little more serious, I would say. Okay. Who would you say? Because you've had a you've had a, a a nice long radio career, and I and I've got a pretty good radio well, I wish career. I could as well. never smoke in front of the microphone. That's yeah. Here's the beauty. Of Dope. It. I can do that now. So awesome. go ahead. Yeah. So everybody, I feel like part of like rising through the ranks of radio is there's there's people that kind of help you along the way um, to, to get you to where you are, or, or maybe one person in particular, they don't have to help you or somebody that left a really big impact on you along sure. your radio career. I think I might know what the answer is to this, but like, who would you say had like the largest, the biggest impact on your radio career? Uh, wow. Okay. I'm going to get shit. Of course, if I don't say Carrie gray and Carrie is, tops of the list but 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 he's not there's there's a whole bunch of people like it can be multiple people that's fine yeah there's a multiple people and I, I you know you learn something different from everybody right there's things I learned from other people that I did not learn from Carrie but the lessons that I learned from those people are every bit as important to me uh, as all the shit that I learned from Carrie Right. I learned more about being a human being from Carrie than I did being a radio broadcaster, mm. to be honest with you. Uh, Iron Mike Benson stands out for sure. Joe Cahill stands out for sure. And Joe and I, I was just talking to Amanda about this the other day. Joe and I had a very contentious relationship. Uh, but I really like Joe. Joe's a cool guy. And uh, if I hadn't worked with Joe, I wouldn't have had the moderate success that I had. So I'm going to give kudos to Joe for sure. Uh, Daryl Cornicky's another guy who I worked with and came. There's, there's, there's a lot. And, and I, I don't know this, 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 I don't know. It, I, 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 I think you can, you can take this away from the radio thing. I think you can just bring this down to life. And a lot of my life was radio. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, I don't, I think if you get pigeonholed into saying there's one person who shaped me, then you really don't have enough shapes. You don't yeah. have enough. Uh, you're 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 you're, uh, you're not a polygon. You're mm. a one plane motherfucker. <laughs> you're mm. you're a straight line, right? And I think there's a lot of shapes. Uh, good, good, well-rounded uh, people who are able to. I want to be very careful in how I word this. People who uh, really come into their own are people who have been shaped by a, num- a number of other people for one reason doesn't matter any more than the other. Hmm. Does that make any sense? To yeah, you? absolutely. You know? Yeah. I think it's it's just the, the, the radio 
as much as it is fun to be in front of the radio, in front of the microphone and performing sure, or whatever. I would put you on this list. Thanks, in man. Our, in our short That's time That's cool. Here. I'd definitely put you on the list for uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I've as learned well. a ton here. And, but, I, but I would say like, like I think half of the fun uh, in being in radio and, and just being in entertainment or whatever is, is actually being behind the microphone. But I think a lot of the fun is being around the other people that are around the radio as well. Like that's, that's so much of it is just the ecosystem that it brings in. Sure, man. And, and it's, it's sometimes not, it sucks and sometimes it's, sure. sometimes it's, it's more fun than you could ever imagine, but it, it there's, it's always interesting. You and know? let's be honest. I, I, I think there are two types of people in this world, the people who are meant to be behind the microphone and the people who are truly meant to be on the other side of the microphone. Absolutely. Right. I have a great deal of difficulty in being on the other side of the microphone, not because of my ego, not because I can't listen or anything else. I just feel the need, the itch to be on this end of it. And some people really thrive like my wife, Amanda at a concert. She's, we talked about this on the last episode. She's a fucking kick ass person to go to a concert with. I'm not, I'm a stiff hmm. just cause I, I don't feel comfortable in that role. And I, that's something I got to work on, man. Well, no, I, that's the, the thing is though, is, is everybody's different. You just have to, sure. and it goes back to like the black sheep radio thing. You just have to like the, I think the moment that you recognize mm. that the, the, the most, um, the most meaningful part of you is the part that's different from everybody else. Sure. Is when you start to realize you start to turn into it and really embrace what's different. And that's when you really come into your own. Sure. And I think what's different about this is that we invite you to, to be a part of this mm -hmm. is quite plain and simple. So again, on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, we'll, maybe we'll even get a phone line. I don't know. I would but love just that. Write, yeah. Let us know right now what you'd like us to talk about. And if you want to be a part of the conversation, we can always get your phone number and put you on the show. We'd love that. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. That's everything. Thanks a lot. And right. Black Sheep Radio moving forward. Be well. Take care.